cut, I cut you a song early. I'm so sorry, worship team, that I cut y'all a song early. My bad. I apologize. I was being, okay, okay, cool. All right, if the Lord did it, I ain't saying sorry then. <laughs> God, God's going to God, you know what I mean? God's going to God. Uh, um, oh, I, um, he loves you and me. I, listen, I love that song. He gave it all, what more could? I should have been a singer. What am I doing up here preaching? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not my gift. It's an accessory. <laughs> it's not my gift. It's not my gift. Um, so glad. Holy Spirit, use me. This is your word. Lord God, I rebuke every thing that wants to distract us from your word today. Let our hearts and our ears focus on you today. Lord God, we are expecting a word from you. I pray that social media stays at bay while we are in this room. Because what you have to say can not only change our thoughts and our patterns, but can revolutionize an entire household. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Um, one of my fondest memories growing up with my brothers and my sister is that every Thursday night, we would huddle around the TV and watch Thursday Night Smackdown. Every Thursday night, we were watching SmackDown. You could judge my mom on her parenting, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she let us watch that. But we would watch, does anyone know what Thursday Night SmackDown is? It's wrestling, for those who don't know. Um, I grew up in the golden age of wrestling. Everyone can argue and be like, no, no. I grew up in the golden age of wrestling, all right? You had characters, like really developed characters, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Mankind, the Undertaker, the Undertaker, whom, if you don't know Mark Calloway, he recently became a Christian. And so this man whose whole character was about death is now talking about life in Jesus. Ain't that a thing? Ain't God just like literally like sharing the gospel everywhere that he goes? God has redeemed him and restored him and set him free. And so I, I think I was just watching his testimony this week, and it was just so beautiful. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, my whole character was about death, and I just, I now have life in Jesus. And so it is just, man, God is so good. But anyways, that was the golden age of wrestling. That's when I believe that wrestling was at its peak. And if you didn't get to watch it, I am so sorry. All the new stuff to me is kind of lame, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but what I love about wrestling, the coolest thing about wrestling was that there were moments in the show where it would seem to go silent or it would cut someone off from speaking and their theme song would come on. Anyone remember that? Like the theme song, and you know exactly who's coming out. I know if I heard that shattered glass, you catching. Two, you catching a stone cold stunner. Like, and you hear that? And then The Rock was like, if you smell, and like the crowd would just be electric. 
the crowd would just be electric and a theme song would just like set the tone. You'd, you'd, like, you'd get little goosebumps like, oh my gosh. For some of us, like, and, and the thing is, like, you think that that changes when you get older. And it's really not because it stays the same. Like, there are certain songs that come on that I believe that become the theme song for a season, right? Because if I can get goosebumps to hear whatever character's person is coming on, I should get goosebumps when the worship of my Savior comes on and it says praise will confuse the enemy. And I find that whenever we choose to submit our song and our worship to God, praise begins to confuse the enemy. And some of us, there are songs, there are songs and there are theme songs that have been placed over us that we've allowed to play in the background of our life that has no purpose being there. There are songs that people have sang over us. There are songs that the world has said to us. And that song plays in the background of our life. And then we become that song. But I want to encourage you today, and I want to let you know today that God can change your song. No matter what season you're in, no matter what predicament you're in, no matter what circumstance you're in, that the song that was placed over you that was not from the Father, he can change it if you allow him to. But the question is, will you wrestle for it? Will you wrestle for it? Will you wrestle for God to change your song? From the moment this man was born, he, re he received the name of Jacob. The moment he was born, his name means to follow on the heels or to attack from close behind. That was the verb tense of his name because when he and his brother were born, Esau, Esau came out first and Esau was red. And when they pulled Esau out, Jacob was holding on to Esau's heel as he was coming out. So they named him Jacob. That is terrible. I would hate to be named after something that I was doing that I had no control over in the womb. They called him Jacob. He grew up his entire life. His theme song his entire life was to be of a con man. That was the theme of his life. He was grasping onto his brother's heel. And so we're going to call him Jacob or Jacob. And so, so he was named and so is what he did. So much so that Jacob conned his brother Esau from his birthright. His brother came in hungry. He's like, hey, do you have, hey, you got anything to eat? And Jacob was like, yeah, I got this three bean soup. What's it worth to you? Give me your birthright. And not only would he steal his birthright, he would deceive his father and steal his older brother's blessing. So he stole his birthright and his blessing. And so Esau hated Jacob. He wanted to kill Jacob, and he had every right to. Not only did you steal my birthright and conned me out of my birthright, you conned me out of my blessing. And now a blessing wasn't just them putting their hands. It was a blessing from God saying that you will have increase, and you will have abundance, and you will have all of these things. And so Esau hated Jacob. 
I mean, Esau had every right to hate Jacob. And some of us are becoming the theme songs that we allow people to play for us. We're, we become the theme songs we allow people, oh you're, oh, you're divorced? Well, then, you know, you need to go to this divorce group because you're a divorced person. And I don't know, you know, people said you're divorced, and so maybe God will never remember. Oh, you're struggling with pornography? Well, you're, 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 you're addicted. You're this, you're that. And we allow people to play these songs over and over again. And sometimes what it sounds like is that they just begin to repeat our past to us over and over again and over and over again. And what we do is just we accept it and we continue. And it's like, well, if people think of me that way, then I'm just going to behave that way. Some of you guys are behaving right now in a way that you don't even like to behave in. But it's told that that's what you are and that's your family of origin, so that's what you're going to do. But I serve a God who's into changing songs. I serve a God who's like, that's not the song I sing over you. Matter of fact, that's not even what I call you. I call you child of the most high God. So 20 years goes by and Jacob decides to reconcile with his brother Esau. He decides, like, I'm going to reconcile with my brother. Now, Esau heard this, and he goes, oh, oh, yeah? And he's rolling deep with 400 men. He's like, let's go reconcile. Let's go talk. 400 deep. 400 deep. He's like, if you want to make peace, Jacob, I'm going to roll with my guys. And so Jacob gets scared because he doesn't know what he's going to experience from his brother. Now, in the 20 years, Jacob has experienced um, success in his workplace. Jacob has a family. He has children. He has servants. He has all of these things in his life because he has Esau's birthright and his blessing. And so he goes, I want to reconcile with Esau. And Esau's like, we're going to reconcile. Let's jump in. We're in Genesis 32. If you're with me, say wrestle with it. We're picking up in verse 23. Because I believe that there are people in this room who got to wrestle for the new song that God wants to sing over your life. And here's the thing, is that so many times in life as believers, we're always told, and, and this is what, you know, God invites us into his peace. God invites you into his love. God invites you into these gentle things. But no one ever says, hey, God invites you to wrestle. Because that doesn't sound sexy. That doesn't sound cute. That God invites me to wrestle with him. God invites me to, another word for wrestle is struggle with him. No one ever says that because that doesn't sell books. That doesn't sell CDs. But God says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, I will wrestle with you. That doesn't sound fun. That doesn't, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to, that's, I don't want to go to that God. I want to go to peaceful God. So what does he do? It says in verse 23 of chapter 32 of Genesis, it says, after he had sent them across the stream, now Jacob is sending his family away with all his possessions because he says, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know how Esau is going to react. So I'm going to send them away. And he sent them away with all of his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Jacob was left alone. I want you to hear me. 
All seclusion is not sinful. All seclusion is not sinful. Sometimes God has to pull you away and isolate you if you're going to have any success in what he's calling you to do. He had to get Jacob alone. Jacob had to get rid of his family and all his possessions because he, God is like, I need to get you alone because what I have for you, you can't receive when you got too much busyness going on. Some of you guys are in the season right now like, why did I lose my job? Why did I lose my marriage? Why did I lose this friendship? Why did I lose that? And God is like, I need to get you alone, not because you're doing anything sinful, but I got to deal with you. We got to meet. I got to change something in you. So don't think because God is taking it away, you've done something sinful or you're cursed by God. No, no, no. Sometimes he needs to get away the noise just so you can hear him. Just so you can hear him. He's got to pull you away. He's got to take you away from the things that are distracting. And sometimes it may be social media. Sometimes it may be family for a season. He's like, I got to pull you away. The reason why you're in Memphis right now is because God is like, I got to pull you away because there was too much noise where you were living. I got to pull you away. All seclusion is not sinful. God desires to get us by ourselves so that he may speak to us. It is of the utmost priority that sometimes he gets us away. How do I know this to be true? Because not only the God of the Old Testament, but Jesus, God of the New Testament, what did he do? He walked away from people to get by himself. I must get alone. Because I only do the Father's will. See, some of y'all are stuck in situations and you're stuck in ruts and places that you're like, God, how come I've been stuck here for so long? And he's like, because I've been calling you to be secluded, but you keep on ignoring me. So I'm going to leave you where you are. I'm going to leave you. And it's funny that the only times we notice that we're in a rut is when we're not moving forward. It's always when we're in the busiest times of life. Man, I just feel like I'm not growing spiritually. I just feel like I'm not growing and developing. So what does God do? He allows you to experience that aloneness. I'm not talking about loneliness. There's a difference between loneliness and aloneness. Loneliness is just I am by myself. Alone means I'm, I've chosen to be with my father. So he sends them all away. He says, go. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And then it says, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Imagine just chilling by yourself and someone comes out of nowhere and just tackles you. You're like, what the heck? What? Is this Memphis? No. He says, a man, if you guys know the story, you know it's God. But at that point, it says, a man wrestled with him until daybreak. What does that tell me? Is that sometimes we won't see God in the middle of the struggle. We're not going to notice his God in the middle of the struggle. Because in the middle of the struggle, we're wrestling. In the middle of the circumstance, you're wrestling. Some of you guys are in this room today and you think God is taking away blessings from you and you're just wrestling with him. Because the things that you, were, you thought were a burden become a blessing. And until you're done wrestling, until you're outside of the situation, you're like, oh, my God, that was the hand of God keeping me from that. 
You see, it says a man. It says it doesn't identify him because he doesn't know yet. And most times in life, God doesn't reveal himself in the middle of the struggle in the same way God doesn't give you the answers in the middle of a test. God won't give you the answers in the middle of the test. He just wants to see who you're leaning on. I once heard the story of a, of a principal who was watching a class when the class was taking a test. And one of the kids has finished his test and he's sitting there and he's looking at the guy and he's like, I, he's like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm done. He had taken the test. And he's just sitting there. Paper turned over. The teacher goes, what, what, are you, what are you doing? He goes, I'm done with my test. So he starts moving around and making, being a distraction. And the guy goes, what are you doing? He says, I told you I am done. In which the principal says, no, you're not done. The test isn't done until you've placed that test in my hand. Some of you guys are sitting there with the test on your desk. And you're like, God, I'm done. He goes, you're not done until it's in my hand. You're not done until you place that problem in my hand. You're not done until you, until those papers hit my hand. This ain't over. God doesn't always look like God in the tough times, does he? It always takes some time to go by where we can see, oh, the revelation was on the other side. It says he wrestled with him until daybreak. You guys have to understand, if you've watched wrestling, if you've seen like professional wrestling or if you've watched collegiate wrestling or high school wrestling, um, could you throw that slide up that... See, here's the thing that I know about wrestling. Look at this picture. Wrestling is intimate. You can't wrestle and run away from somebody. That's not wrestling. That's retreating. Wrestling means to get into physical um, 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 struggle with. It means to grab someone and, like those guys, they're not hugging, they're tussling. They're fighting. Wrestling is intimate, and rarely is it ever quick. You see, when God invites you to wrestle with him, he's asking you to be intimate with him. He's, he's inviting you to struggle with him, not against him, but with him. He's inviting you to say, oh, I'm going to spend this time with the Lord. I'm going to fight all of my insecurities, I'm going to fight all of my inclinations to do what I have to do, and I'm going to wrestle with God. Some of us need to wrestle with God again. Because it's intimacy. Intimacy builds. Have you ever noticed that your relationship builds? They say, and, and the researchers have said, that if you have a relationship with someone, if they're a friend, if they're a loved one, that on a scale of five... In, on a scale of one to five, and five being the greatest, one being the less, the only way to get to a five is to be able to argue and wrestle and struggle with them and remain friends and loved ones. If you have never argued with a friend, if you've never argued with a loved one, and it came out on the other side, they say your relationship is on, only on a scale from one to three. They're not going to last long. Those relationships don't last long. Because they're fair weather. They're conditional. A lot of our relationships, that if we really evaluate them, are conditional relationships. 
I love you, you love me. We're cool, we're friends, until you do something I don't like. And then I gotta reevaluate. Some of us are in this room right now. And we have friends, we have uh, stories, and we have, have friends and relationships that even right now you're like, wow, that relationship isn't as strong as I thought it was. You wanna know how strong your relationship is? Get into an argument, get into a disagreement, and see if y'all stay together. See if y'all are still friends. Get into those things and see what happens on the other side. You see, when we wrestle with God, there's such an intimacy there that he's not looking to leave. He's like, we're going to wrestle until you, you, see the, you get the intimacy that you seek. And it's not quick. Wrestling is not quick. That struggle is not fast. Some of us think that God works on a 30-minute, um, that he works on a 30-minute or an hour time clock because we're so conditioned by TV shows that it's like, God, you should solve this out within the hour. And if you don't solve it within the hour, you're a little too slow. If you, that's why, like, you watch these TV shows, and you guys know it, Family Matters, all those shows, they would have that problem licked up in 30 minutes or less, 22 minutes to be exact. 22 minutes, the problem would have started and been done. And some of you guys think you're cursed by God because you, you think God is cursing you because this problem is taking longer to solve than you estimated for. If he's God, he would have just done it already. The problem with the equation is that we are involved in that. We are involved. The greatest struggle in life is not, that, is not for Jesus to conquer sin, it's Jesus to conquer us. We, we get upset. We're conditioned that if, it, if this isn't solved, if this isn't healed, then it just wasn't God's will. Has anyone ever here wrestled with, like, play, play fought with a brother or sister? Yes, raise your hands. All my single kids are like, what are you talking about? Who does that? Anyone ever here struggled with someone? Aren't you exhausted? Right? Aren't you tired? So why do you think that when you go before God that you should just walk out peaceful and not tired? There are times when I'm praying and, y'all, I'm tired because I've been struggling with the Lord. I've been, I've been God, I'm not going to stop. You're trying to subdue one another. And look at what it says here. It says, it says that they wrestled with him till daybreak. Now, mind you, this fight started at night. This fight started at night. And they wrestled until daybreak. That's a long time to be wrestling. I don't have the stamina to be wrestling. If I was in this story, it would have been a short wrestle. I'd have been like, I'm done. I'm tired. I got sand all in my feet, in my ears. I'm tired, God. Like, I'm tired. But it said that they wrestled until daybreak, trying to subdue one another. It says, when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he rest, as he wrestled with the man. And then it says, and then the man said, let go of me for it is daybreak. Let go of me for it is daybreak. Jokingly, I thought it was like, let go of me. Because I have to go deliver joy because sorrow lasts for a night. Joy comes in the morning. He's like, let go of me. For it is, what is, but what does Jacob say? Jacob says, 
I will not let you go until you bless me. We're going to keep on fighting. We're going to keep on wrestling. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Jacob did not want a, want a blessing. He wanted to be blessed. Jacob knew his character. He knew who he was. He's like, I don't need anything else. I don't want anything else. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And I want to tell you right now, there's some of you guys in the room who let go of God too early. And God is like, if you would tarry, if you would wait, if you would fight, if you would wrestle, if you would struggle with me just a little bit longer, fast just a little bit longer, pray just a little bit longer, be faithful just a little bit longer, I will bless you. I will bless you abundantly. But he had to know, he had to know that if you, are you committed to me or are you just committed to what I give you? He wrestled. They wrestled until daybreak. They went back and forth. Jacob is saying, I don't want a blessing. I don't want things. I want you. I want all of you and I want you to change my theme song. I won't let you go until you change the theme song of this season. Until my sorrow becomes a joy. I'm not going to let you go until you restore my children. I'm not going to let you go until you restore my marriage. I'm not going to let you go until you restore my job. I'm not going to let you go until you restore to me a right spirit. I'm going to keep on wrestling with you. I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. You're going to get sick of me. Yeah. And a lot of it is like, I don't know. See, I think social media kills our stamina. It kills our stamina because it doesn't want us to be in his space for too long. These distractions kill our stamina, and some of us are like, we need to wrestle with God and say, God, I'm not going to let you go until you save my family. I'm not going to let you go. You're going to change the theme song to this season. You're going to change my, the theme song to this life. No longer will I be what the world tells me to sing. No longer will I respond. You're going to change my theme song, so I got to wrestle with you. Some of us are wrestling with God right now. I don't want to speak this over you. Do not grow weary in wrestling with God. For in due time, you will reap a harvest. You're going to reap a harvest. Some of you guys are sitting here, and you've been going back and forth, and you've been giving, and you've been praying, and you've been faithful, and you keep on going, and God will honor the wrestle. God's going to honor the struggle that you had with him because you're going to reap a harvest with seeds you didn't even plant. Are you going to wrestle for it? Jacob goes, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And then the man asked him, what is your name? What is your name? He says, Jacob. My name is Jacob, the con man, the deceiver. What is your name? And then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with man and have overcome. Isn't it interesting? There was no one else there the entire time on that mountain. No one. No one else. It says a man was wrestling with him. So could it be? Because it says, it says right here, it says that I'm going to change your name to Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with man 
and have overcome. But yet, if we look at Jacob's life, God didn't, Jacob didn't struggle with man. Jacob didn't get in an altercation with man. While Jacob was up there, the only person that he struggled with was with God. So could it be that Jacob was wrestling with himself? No one else was up there. There was in, in all of Jacob's life, Jacob doesn't fight anybody. So could it be that Jacob was wrestling with could it be that not only had to not only did Jacob have to overcome what the world thought of him, but Jacob had to overcome what he thought of himself. Could it be that Jacob was wrestling with himself until daybreak? That yes, he wrestled with God, but he was really wrestling with himself because he's like, I know my name. I know my behaviors. I know my habits. I know what people think of me. I know what I think of myself. Maybe a lot of the wrestling, he had to wrestle with himself. That's why the man had to ask him, what is your name? How do you identify yourself? And he goes, I'm a con man. And then in the presence of God, he goes, I'm not going to call you that no more. I'm going to change your song. I'm going to call you Israel. Because not only did you prevail against God, you prevailed against yourself. Some of our fiercest battles in wrestling with God isn't wrestling with God, but it's wrestling with how we think of ourselves. How do you think of yourself? Because if you think of yourself from the season or the circumstance or the background that you came from, God can set you free, but you have never set yourself free. God is trying to set you free. And where does he come? Where does God attack first? Where does he come? He comes from the heart. He comes from the heart. He's like, I want to capture your heart. Why do you think Jesus spoke truth when he came? He said, I don't only want to captivate your heart, but I got to put truth in your mind because you got to change the way you think of yourself. You got to change the way you view you. I can't change that. I could put truth in there. I could speak truth in there. But it's up to you to believe it. I think Jacob wrestled with himself a lot of the night. The way he viewed himself. I'm a con man. I'm a cheat. I'm a deceiver. I grabbed the heels of my brothers, I, I, I swindle people. God goes, I'm going to change your name. No, you're going to be Israel. And the beauty about that is that when God calls you by another name, when God changes a song to your season, yes, he calls you by that name, but it's up to you to remind yourself of the old one. Why? Because all throughout the Bible, if you guys notice, Whenever they bring up God, it says he's the God of Abraham, he's the God of Jacob, and they say he's the God, I mean, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and he's the God of Jacob. They don't say Israel. They say he's the God of Jacob. Because it's just a constant reminder of what Jacob wasn't anymore. So even while you're in your own stink mindset or even while you have a, 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 a song that's being sung over you that you don't like and you, you're tired of hearing, God is still the God over you. God, oh, he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. And he's the God of Jacob. But I thought they changed his name to Israel. Yes, but it's just a constant reminder 
of where he was delivered from. He wasn't delivered from a people. He was delivered from himself. Jacob says in verse 29, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. If someone can come up and play. I want you guys to hear this. Whenever you struggle with God, whenever you wrestle with God, there is always peace on the other side. You don't wrestle or struggle with God and not get peace. You wrestle and struggle with God, and what does he do? He gives you a whole new identity. He gives you a whole new identity. There is never a moment when I spent time with God and I've struggled with God and I've wrestled with God. Did I walk away confused or did I walk away lost or did I walk away defeated? Usually and almost every single, single time that I I struggle with God and I bring go before God and I say, God, you have to change this. I'm not going to leave until you bless me. I'm going to pour out all I got. If I only got an hour, I only got an hour. If I got a day, I got a day. But I'm going to wrestle with you today because I'm not going to leave until you bless me. You need to change my song. I don't want more things. I don't want more materials. I just want more of you. And until I get more of you, I'm not going to leave. And he always meets me in the ring. He always meets me. Anyone ever walk out of a prayer time and you're just like, God's got this. There's sometimes I walk out of prayer moments. I'm like, God, you, you got, okay. And a lot of the time, he didn't change the situation. He didn't change the situation. He didn't change the circumstance. I realize a lot of times he doesn't change the situation. He doesn't change the circumstance. Sometimes he does. He doesn't change where I, the environment, but he changes me. He changes me. That I am no longer Jacob. I walk out of those situations so changed. And I think it's like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna change his circumstance. He's gonna, and sometimes a lot of and more majority of the times he just has to change us. Because what happens? It's not. So Jacob called the place Penel, saying, it's because I saw God face to face and my life was spared. Here's how I know he changes me. This is how you'll know. It says, and the sun rose above him as he passed Penel, and and he was limping because of his hip. It says, therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. When you wrestle with God, he desires to give you a new song. He will change your name. And some of us are going to walk out with a limp. Some of us are going to have to lead with a limp. And I was, I was praying. I said, why? 
Why touch his, why touch his leg? Why pop out the socket? Like, why? And the Spirit told me because from that day forward, Israel had to learn how to lean on me. That little limp will always remind him who he needs to lean on. That little adjustment will, for the rest of his days, he'll always find out, oh, I got to lean on the Lord for this situation. You see, for some of us in this room, you think it's a curse that God popped something out of its situation, that God touched something and it came out of the norm. And you're like, now I'm walking with this limp in life. But that limp is a constant reminder of like, if God can change my song, he can change the situation. I walk with a limp, not because I'm hurt, but because I'm healed, because I know who I depend on. So don't hide your limp. Don't hide those things that you're like, I got to hide this insecurity. I got to hide this shame. No, 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 that's your limp. That's your blessing. That's your faithfulness. That's where the Lord comes in there like, I thought you were this. And you're like, I know a lot of people did. But I've been made new. I could, see, I could see Jacob walking up to meet his brother with a limp. He's just like, oh, Lord. I, I believe that there's a lot of us that if we walked with our limp, that the Lord would be like, I'm already going before you. So you don't got to rush. See, when you walk with a limp, you got to slow down. Some of you all are walking with a limp right now because God is calling you to slow down. You're moving too fast. You're trying to meet someone that God hasn't even prepared you for. Slow down. That limp forced Jacob to slow down. And here's the beauty about it, is that Jacob meets Esau, and there's peace. Esau doesn't even want anything from him. They hug each other, actually, and they're overjoyed. God leaves Jacob with a limp because for the rest of Jacob's life, it would remind him that he wrestled with God. And to say, like, I didn't die and all I got away was this limp. For some of you guys, lean on your limp. Lean on it. And you're like, I don't have a physical limp. That's your testimony. I was this. And I'm not that anymore. And God has saved me and restored me. So yeah, guess what? We're a bunch of Christians who walk with a little bit of a limp. But let me tell you the story because God changed me in that. Do you guys receive that today? Stand with me. We're going to pray. Father, I thank you right now that you are the God who not only invites us into quiet times and peaceful times and times of silence, but you also invite us to wrestle with you, to struggle with you, to stay before you, to petition with you. Jesus, you told your disciples when, you were, when they were walking this earth, they said, Father, how come the demons don't come out of this man? He said, only those come out by prayer and petition. And Lord God, we know petition is just a repeated request. So Lord God, in the times of wrestling, Lord God. I pray that we wrestle with you until you bless us, that we do not grow weary in doing good. 
for in due time we will reap a harvest. So in the name of Jesus, Lord God, change our song. Change us in this season. Lord God, and if you call us to walk with a limp, Lord, we're not ashamed of that because we're leaning on you in each and every moment, in each and every, every day. Be with us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Church Podcast. Let's go one step further. Subscribe and share this podcast with family and friends and see how this word changes their life. At Pioneer, we believe in journeying together. If you want to support this ministry, go to pioneerchurch.com give to continue to help us to reach people for Jesus. Thank you again for listening and God bless you.